Hello everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Post America podcast with your host Mad Joe Black and Richie Crutch. Enjoy. All right, we're back. We're rolling. We just got done practicing, writing music for the new album. Joe, what's the new album called? Well, a working title is Kobayashi Maru. Wow, I love that, man. <laughs> I love it. I th- Pretty deep. I think a lot of people will understand what Kobayashi Maru is. A lot of people will just think maybe it just sounds like a cool word. But Kobayashi Maru. Some deep meaning But who doesn't it. like it? Luke and, and Evan. Uh, Evan, I, I think. See, those dads, they don't They were understand. also they very resistant to the God rhythm. Yeah, totally. Like, Evan, like, is so far off base when, with, when we came up with that name. Like, he was concerned people were going to think we were religious. Like, yeah. everything, like, he's a robot. <laughs> a robot. No, you know what I mean? That's no, like, the last thing that I thought. And there's that's no the art. last thing I would think. Yeah, Even though the word God is in the title, I, I knew immediately the direction, like, we yes. were going with the God rhythm. It has nothing to do with Everything with him is, like, religion. literal. Literal, yeah. you know? Yeah. No this innuendo. Is this is an art form. We are creating. We are artists. Painters, we paint with sound waves. That's why okay? we get together in a room. Exactly. Together. And there's another robot we're creating doing right together. Now. The other robot is Chris. We were talking about this earlier. Chris doesn't want to like be part of the writing process. He doesn't want to interact with humans almost. Look at him now. Look. <laughs> he's so he's I prefer the company of the machines. No, he has what I would call Musical Asperger's. And that means autism. That's, That's what just a high-functioning level of autism. And he, especially when it comes to music, he would rather deal with machinery. Yeah. And click tracks and um, like today we had, writing programs. We were main, our main thing was writing. But we have enough gear that we could get a semi-decent production to demo the songs. He was way more concerned with that that he didn't even play with us. Like musically. He literally held his guitar as we wrote yeah. and he messed around with machines. Three, how, could, I, how could you not be? If you guys are writing three songs in front of me and my guitar is around my neck and I'm ready to go, how could I resist not getting involved? Like, you know what I mean? He, like, how could I not just start just jamming? But it was almost like a, uh, I don't know, it's fear. I would say it's fear. I saw fear in his eyes. There was fear. Why Out of all we, the musicians in a band, he is so- the highest level musician in his field. The most uh, time dedicated to the craft. Yes. Yeah, so I don't sure. understand. Like, what the problem is? Like, don't you love this thing? Chris, what is the deal? Talk to us. Like, you know, I only have a certain amount of brain cells I could, <laughs> I could muster up. We don't even know yeah, that's about. a bullshit excuse right there. Yeah. If anyone, nah, we've been anyone who knows while. Chris, he's a doctor yeah. of archaeology, literally a doctor. No, nah, you're too smart he's, for this, Chris. He has a wealth of knowledge in many different fields. I like input. That's bullshit. I like to hear new sounds. and We have to be quicker. You show me something, I have to be able to play it back to you so you could add something to it that you weren't able to try yet, and vice versa. You're just leaving us hanging. You got to start picking your weight up. And Evan. No, Evan did pretty good. Evan did great today, I thought. He wrote a cool song. We tried to get the song down. And you know, I like Evan's trying like different... He's trying... Trying to be a better bass player constantly, oh, yeah. so he's always time. practicing and yeah. Just well, always... we were done practicing. He stayed in the basement and went crazy. He was down there. 
Yeah. He always does that. It makes me nuts. Then whenever he leaves, he leaves every door wide open and every light on. You notice that? <laughs> Goodbye. You know he wouldn't do that at his, at his <laughs> house. In his house, forget it. Every light's out as soon as he leaves a room. He vacuums behind him. Luke but, uh, is currently stuck in traffic right now. Him. Luke drove from the Bronx, and now he's oh, driving yeah. back home. And, and he was in, in a good mood today, huh? He was in a great mood. Wow, I haven't seen him in a good mood in a while. We Hopefully he he's this. listening to the last episode of the podcast. Yeah. He's, he's worried about his image, how we, Listen, how we was, presented him. <laughs> we were good to that guy, and he, he was very nasty to us in Europe. Uh, I, don't I, don't know why. So I don't know what to say. We'll have him on soon, though, to get his rebuttal. Yeah, what's, what could he say, I though? Stayed I was today, tired. Man. Like, yeah, I was tired today. the whole freaking tour. Like, you're tired. But you got to remember, it ain't about you. It's about this thing of ours. That's what it's about. It's not a one-man army. It's not a one-man show. It's not a rapper. You're in a band, a unit. Speaking of one-man army, we should have Stickman back on again. Oh, yeah? He's got some stories. We haven't talked to him in a while. We should have Stickman on the podcast. Yeah, what's his he thing that he always episode says? Episode one. Oh, Namin? Namin, yeah. Anybody check out our first episode? I think it was our first. Wasn't yeah, it? it was the first one. We had Stickman from Fury of Five fame on. He had crazy stories because he has such a crazy life. But he said, "You know what I mean." Sixty to seventy, eighty times. <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean? I was listening to some like podcasts. so. I'm in the backseat of the car. Know what I mean? You know what I say all well, the time on here? What I say? But um, what do I do? But um, you say anyways. Anyways, let's get uh. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> What's Chris say? Nothing, right? You know. Chris says nothing. He scratches his head. All you hear is the computer sounds, like electronic interference. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Chris is talking in zeros and ones. Yeah. Speaking binary. Maybe he's like Neo. He's yeah, just, I bet if we cut him open, like a computer chip will fall out. The way no, he sees the world. No blood inside. He just sees us as programming. Yeah. His, his butthole is really like just an input jack. <laughs> Chris, what do you see in my programming? I see zeros and green. I see, I see zeros a black and background ones. With, with green zeros and ones. Everything is that. You're like, oh, his, your programming likes gravy. <laughs> Joe, why don't you get up uh, sauce. the lineup for Tsunami Fest, our next show coming up. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's see what the lineup. Let me see if we I can. have, uh, let me see if I can go. I know, the, I know the top three. Well, wait, let me get it before you... Before I Before butcher start it. with that business. And you know what? I want to say thank you to Who? Paul Bearer from Sheer Terror. He did a cool little commercial in his Paul oh, Bearer style. Oh, we were supposed style. to do one. Remember I told you last time? Yeah, we'll do it after this. Okay. okay. We'll record it professional. Uh, he did a real cool commercial, though, and it's it's kind of it's viral. Yeah. Pretty cool. Over 50,000 uh, views because of a little bit of drama on the comment section, I guess. Yeah, anybody but, hasn't uh, seen it, go check it out. It's pretty entertaining. But uh, no warning, be... guys did one too. You see it? Yeah, I did. That's pretty funny. He's like petting a cat, like all creepy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, who do you think's playing, Joe? Let's see if you're right. No warning. Yes, you are right. Next. Bury your dead. Correct. Next. Wisdom and chains. You are right. Correct. Next. Sheer terror. Yes. Correct. Next. And then after that, it's uh, I had, come on. No strength for reasons playing. Correct. Next. Uh. Oh, Joe, come on, you can do it. <sighs> three more. Get three more. Oh, come on. I just, there's a band. I know this one band's not playing. I want to say it so bad, but I know Who? they're not playing. Nah, they're not playing. I'm going to. Don't look. I have to. Come on. You got two more. Just win the contest. Uh. Oh, man. 
No warning. Bury your dead. Wisdom and change. Sheer uh, terror. Play the Jeopardy music. Chris. Strength for a reason. Departed. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. One more. Uh, is Annie up playing? Yes. Is Dementor playing? Dementor's not playing. No. Fuck. You did pretty good though. Yeah, it was not bad. Okay, we have Lionheart's last final oh, yeah, show. Lionheart, that's right. All Out War. Oh, how could I? Oh my god. Billy Club Sandwich. Oh. Pentara. Pentara, that's right. Terra, yeah, Pentara. Drowning. Laid to rest. Brick by brick. Bottom feeder. Absolute suffering. Navigating the decline. Dead on the streets. And then the other ones we mentioned already. All right. You nice. did pretty good. Yeah, not too shabby. I can't believe I forgot all that war. And that is Tsunami Fest, the 2016 East Coast Tsunami Fest, Saturday, September 24th at Reverb, 1402 North 9th Street, Reading, Pennsylvania. Doors at noon, all ages, 21 plus to drink. That's how everything sounds <laughs> to Chris. Chris liked it. Chris That's what, perked like, no, up. Yeah, something perked I can right understand. Up. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that voice. I like that voice. If you want Chris to really hear what you're saying. So Tsunami Fest is usually a really cool time. Really, like, stripped down to one day this year, just a Saturday. That makes me happy, actually. I, I like, like that. that. The, the Fridays are, you know, it's like, Friday, you know, and all growing up, a Friday's dope. But lately, Fridays are harder and harder. Sundays are hard. and Last year, what they tried to do was a little over-ambitious, probably, you know, yes. putting it in that big arena and... It was Wu-Tang a fun time, but this is this is gonna be This is stripped down back to the essence yeah. of what it's all about. The music and the, the culture soul, the lifestyle. The soul of the club reverb itself. Like yeah. there's a there's energy in that building. There's old energy good energy in that yeah. building. And at it's never you never feel it more than at Tsunami Fest. Like it's you really feel it, man. There's, yeah. You know it's gonna be it's a, a good re- show. It's a, the venue's real cool. The city of Reading, some people have complaints about. It's a dingy, poor little city nestled in between some mountains in Pennsylvania, about 45 minutes to an hour north of Philadelphia. But if you're going down there for a day, you can, you can find stuff to do. You can go to the, uh, the pagoda the pagoda on top of the mountain, the overlook of the city. You can see some sights. You have options of great Mexican food. Yeah, in Reading, very true. Like very true. Level like West Coast California level Mexican food. People don't realize that Reading, Pennsylvania, has the most Latinos per square mile, per capita. They per say, capita yeah. than anywhere in the country. Yeah, interesting. Really? Yes. Wow. Known fact. A lot. Reading. A lot. Tony Soprano, who's James Gandolfini, born in Reading, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Rest in peace, Tony. What else? What other great things? The eyeglasses were invented in Reading, Pennsylvania. Little known fact. <laughs> penicillin was first. The first person to take penicillin was yeah. in Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah. He named after the state. Penn. And the guy's last name was Sillin. Jim Sillin. There you go. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Legos were invented in uh, in uh, Reading. Right? Legos. I think microphones were invented in Reading. The concept of reading was invented in Reading. I'm Very just true. looking at things that I see. Uh, uh, keys were invented in Reading. The first keys. Red were. Solo Cups got their yes. start in the- <laughs> <laughs> in Reading. Laptop computers. <laughs> First one, Reading, Pennsylvania. So there's a lot of history yeah. in Reading. So go there. Hang out. Have it's fun. Deep. Talk to Mad it's Joe. <laughs> Yo, we still doing the uh the water thing where guys could throw a ball and knock you in the, in the, the water? 
Is that still happening? Yeah, you can do it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess I will. You could do that. You, <laughs> oh you could God. roll with Joe, jiu-jitsu with Joe for $2 a minute. Yeah, $2 a minute. If you could last, you keep If you the last pot. 10 minutes, he gives you $100 on the you spot. You get the jackpot. What? <laughs> 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 what else we got going on? Uh, no, it's going to be good. Shit. So that's Reading, Pennsylvania. Drinks are cheap. It's coming up too, man. Buy your tickets, man. It's really coming up fast. There's there's a lot of good shows around that. I mean, shit. There's a lot of good shows. Yeah. In in the, the from this is hardcore till tsunami. There's some really cool shit. You going know on. what? I'm bummed. I missed Philly uh, on this past Friday. Madball. Madball. Playing. Yeah, me too. That's the problem with when working in New York. Like I'm not done late. I'm done three three thirty. I still can't make it to do anything. No. You know what I mean. And then I had work the next day, too. I worked on oh, Saturday. Oh, making that double. So it's impossible, OT, man. baby. OT. So <clears throat> that's our next show. That's literally our only show, I think, until we go back on tour overseas. Psh, nobody wants us to play no more, man. You know, we they got offered us. a show. We get offered some shows. Yeah. There's a, supposedly a new spot up in Wilkes-Barre that's kind of dope. Oh, yeah? So we'll have to look into doing something up there. Yeah. It's always wacky up there. Nah, it's not always wacky. Our first good show was up there, man. Remember? Yeah, but I'm saying sound wise, it's always like you're playing through like somebody's car speakers, you know, and like yeah. But I supposedly see you this your mouth, I don't hear anything. <laughs> this like, is supposed to be like a club club, so that's what we'll I see. like. So when you go to, to look into it, a musical performance, what's important? The most important thing, the only important thing, really, is the sound. Yes, that's <laughs> if you're going to a movie. And the movie's blurry and shaky. Is that not a problem? It's a visual art. Yeah. Now you're going to experience a sonic art. And you can't hear the one guitar and the singers cutting out and the bass is shaking the whole room and sounds like more like diarrhea than a bass. That's a problem. That's a sonic problem. It's an issue with this art. But people really don't put much emphasis into sound. And that blows my mind. It's, uh, it's definitely a problem. And... We, not you know, I don't want to sound douchey, but like, it's not. It's a problem that sometimes you bands outgrow. You know what I mean? But at the the level of band that we are at, we still have we still play a lot of venues and a lot of places that have crappy sound systems. Yeah. So well, this is the thing. Something you have to I don't learn how to deal with that. People know us and like us, so. I want to try to sound at least good, listenable, pleasurable to make the impression on people that don't know us. Yeah. But when you go in there and you're already under the knife and it's like, oh, look at this. Like, and you know, you got no shot of sounding good. Okay, great. Some people don't care. They just like the band. But I don't, I don't know if they, those people are coming. What about the cats that don't know? We got to make them know. Very I like. uh True. You know, sometimes Jesus it's fun dealing, dealing with obstacles like that. And when you get past it and you, you you can put on a good performance anyway, it feels even better sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'm just saying, like, Wilkes-Barre is... I want to play in front of our hometown people. Wilkes-Barre is a hometown yeah, type of a crowd. Away. So I want to play in front of them. I want it to be... I want it to be good, special. You know, we never really got to play a hometown show. Like, an honest... Stroudsburg. If you want to... Well, like, what is hometown to us? Reading... You know, like that's the to, to the hometown feel. Reading yeah. is far from us, but somehow it's like a hometown show. Yeah. Nah, it's nothing going on by where we live. Man. There's a lot of stuff going on, but nothing as far as this kind of music and culture. Yeah. People are, uh, doors are shut to us. Sherman Theater was always a problem. We didn't like how they operated. 
never really had much going on in the Lehigh Valley. Yeah, it was always like there was there's definitely a lot of music going on there, but it was like, you know, it was like goofy, like cornball stuff, you know. We don't mix with that shit. Get out of here, suckers. <laughs> what? Nah, it was like, you know, goatees and jankos and wet bottoms of your pants and it was just a weird uh <laughs> they never like, fun. I don't understand Jenkos man like how did that catch on ever? I have no idea how did that ever you, you, you become can look archives google you won't find a picture of me wearing them suckers no way even back in the day when people liked it horrible style Terrible. and then they had the shoelace belt it looked like they were walking around as a bell like you know yeah. like a shape of a bell and the ridiculous Converse shoes underneath it, like some yeah. weird like bobos. They look like they were floating. The people, yeah. Like you just see that they're they're so big and wide. You it's don't like see. a little house on the prairie dress yeah. made out of green denim or something. But that weird. was always a, the Lehigh Valley vibe to me. No disses because you know. But like bands down there were more going in the direction of trying to be corn or. It was like are pre, you ready? Like whatever pre, that shit is. Uh, new metal. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Come on, son. I go for the raw, you know what I'm saying? Maintain, Chrissy. That's crazy, Chris. That's who was your inspiration? Very, very interesting. As a band, inspiration. Why do you play guitar right now? Oh, you know what? I I really dug uh, Zeppelin and Hendrix. Zeppelin and Hendrix. Cream. See what I'm saying, baby? I don't know what that has to do with what I was. <laughs> but hey, it's an honest answer. All right, let's go down that road. Listen, he picks these soulful, yeah, strange, natural man. players that just like, yeah, man. Let's Could you ever it. imagine? You think Jimi Jimmy Hendrix is gonna stand there silent with a guitar in his hand while we're jamming out three new tracks? He's jumping in, baby. He's jumping in. That's true. Oh. It's true. You think Jimmy Page is going to stand there and watch and say, I'll get it later after it's recorded in my house and my, my earphones. No, man, he can't help it. He's <laughs> going to jump in. It's true. You think Michael Phelps is not going to take a swim when there's a river in front of him? Of course he is. Chris, Where's your love? What do you love, man? Let's explore the fear in your eyes downstairs. It was almost disturbing to me. Like, what is going on in your head when something changed? the guys are playing Something what's what's changed. going on in your head? Like, what are you thinking when these guys are writing a song in front of you? Yeah, like what you, is going on in your head? Well, whack! You didn't want to be part of it, or Re- forget the recording equipment. That's forget, all I to do forget, is re- yeah, forget that. Imagine we didn't have any of the recording equipment. Well, the Imagine that stuff wasn't if there. That wasn't then. It doesn't matter. But all I wanted to do was get as quick as possible to be able to record it. So we did three today, and I'm pretty happy with that. That's like, you great. Know what I mean, the time you have to mess but, around, by the time you Chris, get a little bit off here. You and there, learning like, the song has it out. boom. No, 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 no. Because you learning the song has nothing to do with that. Chris. Has nothing. nothing to do. You with it. didn't even like attempt. Mess. You didn't it's even like a mess. Like why even mess with it if you're just going to do it? I'd rather just get it down. It's easier. Okay, what, what, if, what are you talking about? And it's right, easier, Chris. What if I did that? Evan wrote one of the songs today. What if I was like that with Evan's song? So we're just going to listen to the bass and and drums. I say, well, I'll get it later after. Evan, you learn it on guitar, then play it, and then when you record it, then I'll go home and I'll listen to it, then I'll learn it, and then I'll. We have to get so we could go off of each other. I know, I know, but it was that was the setup. It was just better, and it was moving along. So why fuck no. up something that's just going? Just get on. in the mix, baby. Yo, check it. It was in not, the studio Chris. when we recorded the last record. Chris wouldn't record a rhythm guitar track. I know. That's he what I'm saying. He was above it. Even songs where he wrote the whole song. Including the rhythms, and I had trouble not playing them correctly because you know he's a good guitar player. I I'm playing them. 
I know, but I don't think it's because he's <laughs> above it. It, it. There's a fear. There's an underlying fear in you, Chris, that is preventing you from I think letting loose and jamming guitar. with the boys. There's a fear in there, and I want to explore it. Let's do it. Let's talk about yeah, it. We're going to have a psychoanalysis. Am I wrong? Yeah, I would think so. I like to jam, but it's like I like doing it off the computer. I like to record it like that. I think I my ideas. It's just way easier, and you're not really inflicting anything on anybody you know what i mean <laughs> inflicting inflicting yeah. you we love your ideas yeah, your input it takes, me, it takes me just time to just do it you know it i don't like doing things or making other people have to do some something a thousand times if i could just you know all right, i'll just get it like this and do it like this easier it moves the machine a thousand along. times well, it's easier for basically you saying, here's the song these three riffs here play this and and what what could we do over this part that's where the other guy who maybe didn't write the song but he's just listening says how about when you're doing this i try this like that's what we're talking yeah, about and those little happy How's that inflicting those little pain on like us, happy right? accidents where you hit you you yeah. just try some little octave notes over over the riff and you're like oh man that sounds uh, kind of cool our drummer saying listen like guys this. you wrote those songs record them exactly how you want them on a drum machine and then send them to me. Then I'll learn them. Like, what? Why? Why? Yeah, but that's that? different though. Like when you're adding like a kind of overdubs, like you want to just mess with it. Well, we you want know, you I make people play it over and over before, again. Before, before you could add out. overdubs, you should master the riff first. Right. Yeah. That's then true. it will come natural. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay then. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, think we just talked in a circle. There was something strange in your eyes downstairs where you. Yeah, because remember when I did that thing? I was like, yo, I just want to check this song out. Let's just Chris play it with Luke Quick. Do you see how it was? Oh, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. It's fear. That's what I'm saying. What the? There's something, there's a fear that's holding you back. I know it is, Chris. You can laugh your way around it, but I know, I know what it is. Fear. I, I recognize it in your eyes. He feels he's above the stuff oh we're doing. My God. That's what I think. You mean you think that the music is too juvenile and like shitty for him? He's like, dude, like you're playing two chords. Yeah, I'll get it when I get it. I'm going to concentrate on this right now. Just leave me the fuck alone. That's kind of the vibe I got. Oh, wow. Hey, Chris, check this out. Either way. (laughs) Oh, that's that's cool. Where did you steal that from? The Ramones? What is that? One chord for two minutes? Wow, that's great. Anyway. (laughs) Get the hell out of here. Oh, my God. (sighs) Well, some of the songs were good. I don't know. We'll see what we could do with those. Out of the three we recorded today with Chris, what was your favorite? Uh, I, I had to compute. Mouse compute. Mouse compute. You don't even know what song it was. The, the first one we recorded was really... They were all actually very interesting. The first one interesting. was my favorite. <laughs> the first one we they were all cool. interesting. They were all yeah, they were That's cool, like man. what you say when you don't like somebody, like... You know, hey, Sally, oh you want to go God. on another date? Hey, I set you up on a date with my friend. Well, you're what'd you, interesting. What do you think about it? But I don't think I can know. Like, interesting. What the hell? That's They're not all a, cool, man. They could all be cool. Well, interesting is no compliment. I'll let you that. Dude. Come on. Interesting. Interesting sound wise. They were all uh, interesting, I guess you could say. Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Oh my God! Imagine, yeah. Listen, I, Richie, oh I wrote this, God. and I, get, I hand like my iPod to Richie. Here, listen to this thing I wrote, and he's listening, and he, wow, and he takes the earphones out, and he goes, "Wow, you Joe, guys are trolling me in real life, man." <laughs> Yo, that one was time, interesting. Joe's present wife wasn't his wife at the time. I don't think she came to one of our shows. I don't know. Oh, yeah, been, that was, it was a crutch, I think. Yeah. Might have been a, like, oh, was it a different? Band? I think it was. I think it was a crutch show back in the day. I thought it was Wisdom and Chains. It might have been Wisdom. Yeah. But I said, oh, do you like the show? She said, mm, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it was That's funny. funny. 
What the hell was funny about it? And I pulled a Joe Pesci. Yeah, did you ever see uh, somebody from like high school or something? And they say, they're like, oh, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, I still play in the band and stuff. And they go, oh, my God, that's hilarious. That's so nah, funny. I don't. I oh, won't wow, even tell really? people. I don't even tell yeah. people. That, people have said that to me before. That's oh, my God, biggest. that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is hilarious about it? What's what hilarious, what, you, you piece of shit? I'll break your <laughs> fucking head open. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. What's hilarious? It's hilarious when I hit you with a two by four over your face. It's hilarious. Now go the same. feed your ag- ugly fat kids. <laughs> what do you when, know? That's when they have like no, you have no hobby. Like that's just no hobby. Somebody with no hobby who has doesn't like anything that whatever the fuck is popular for the second they're into. That's my answer to that. That's what's hilarious. It, mm. It's you know you got to go through life, and when you're uh, as you get older, like things change, of course. But if you still like something. Why should you stop doing it? Unless it's like, you know, I enjoy kidnapping. You, then you got to stop at some point. At some point, Perhaps you outgrow kidnapping. Be, definitely you know. detrimental. But if you like, if you like a, uh, in, you, uh, yo, I love golfing. But go, keep golfing. Who cares? You know, it's kind of dickish, but go, go golfing. Dickish. Oh, <laughs> I, oh I, I play For baseball. For the record, I love golfing. I, I play baseball, blah, blah, blah. Now there's all leagues. Older dudes still play baseball. Why would you stop if you like it? Remember when I tried to get everybody to play softball? Yeah. Didn't that was go so well. Pretty fast, though, wasn't I it? stayed with it for like four years, though. You get into all weird stuff. You're crazy. It's too much. It was too much to, to commit a Sunday to it. But like Yeah, I, when you it, got, I was because really, you got other stuff going on. But to the guys, that that's their only other thing. It was fun. Man. Yeah. I had a great, I, yeah. I would do it if I could say like, yeah, I could do it every Sunday. But yeah. It's, I'm saying if you didn't have other things going on, if you didn't yeah. like jujitsu or playing music or yeah. whatever, then yeah, it would be cool. But that's basically what those guys do. Sundays are looking forward so they don't have to hear their wife's mouth or they rotten kids pulling their legs, trying to empty their pockets. <laughs> oh my buy God. me this, buy me that, PlayStation 9. Get out of here. I'm going to play softball with my friends and drink Coors Light. But that's what it is. People, you got to have fun. Have fun with life. Even if it's hilarious, I still love being in, in a band. Yeah. I love playing shows. It's Listen, a good time. fall in love. Have some kids. Uh, find your passion. Truly live. All right, Chrissy. Why? That's, that's good. Chris don't even know what that is. You I know, know what that's his own song. You don't even know. I like know Luke always said, called. you don't even know your own song. Hey, Richie, uh, you said something about like a question from a listener. Yeah. That somebody had like a weird question. This question that? is basically, it's if I, I I thought about it, you guys don't know the question, but it's 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 an impossible question. The person asked if we would rather be a male dwarf or a female, not a female dwarf, just a female. <laughs> so that's like a that's a crazy question. Yeah, male how dwarf like or or a listen? It's a, if you guys want to answer either way, man, whatever you pick. All right, yeah, you you're know what? Catch heat. This is interesting because the working title of the new album, mm-hmm. Kobayashi Maru, correct? Yes. We hope this so. is sort of a Kobayashi Maru. Mm-hmm. So someone tried to present us with an unwinnable scenario. So either, no matter true. what you answer, you might look bad. But, but, but according to, to James Kirk, T. Kirk, there's always an answer. There's no such thing as an unwinnable scenario. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm just going to say I'd rather be a female. Okay. And that's no knock on dwarfs. It's just something that, you know, I'd rather be a female. If I had to pick one of the two, I'd rather be a female. Because 
certain times being a dwarf comes with medical issues that I'd rather avoid. Yeah, yeah. Being a female doesn't have any medical issues every month. Well, I wouldn't call it a medical issue. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. You would call that, exactly. would call medical that a medical issue. issue. You're bleeding all over the place every month. You need special gadgets. You need medicine, <laughs> medication. I wouldn't call diapers. it a medical issue. What are they? Diapers? It's, a, li- it's a, a life cycle. It's a thing that, you know, oh it's a cycle. God. Well, I'm not saying that you're oh wrong for God, picking, but I'm saying there are medical complications that come with being a woman. That's not a medical complication, though. Ah, <laughs> What is it? I mean, it's a cycle. It's a menstrual cycle. It's something that happens. You got to cl- prepare for it and yeah. clean yourself up. And you know what I mean? But what if, I, I, I wouldn't call it medical. What, you don't if, have okay, to go what if there's uh, there's men, there's women, and there's placos. That's another thing. Placos. But the placos, he gets a fever once a, once a, a month. Is it a the medical placos. issue yes. where he has to go get medicine? And a, it, it, it changes his moods. It causes bleeding. Uh, how would you describe it? You would need medication and some foreign objects in order to alleviate the problem. What is it? Is it not a medical condition? You don't need <laughs> to. I don't, think that, I don't it's know. Not, it's that not, seem that's to different, though. That's different. Yes, you don't need to do those things, but you don't need to do anything for a fever either. But you're smart to do it. As modern people, we realize, okay, you have a fever. Take this, do this, do that. A fever is a sign that something is wrong with you. Like something is medically, you might have a flu, you might have a virus, you might have a, uh, you know, an infection. That's a, that's a fever. It's a precursor to something else or a, a symptom of something else. Yes. I thought it was just that's what it was. A fever is a fever. What fever do you mean? is a sign that you have an infection in your body yeah. or you have a virus. And you got to get over it. No, you have to get medical attention for a fever. Well, people in the past, they got lived through fevers without medicine and medical attention. Well, a fever is I like inhibits you from... Yeah. You know, like walking around sometimes because uh-huh. it comes with aches and, and pains. I'm sure and we can find like some women that aches and pains. Come on, they they call cramps, Joe. Like that's what we call them, right? They take uh, mydol or whatever, or not mydol. Is that that helps you catch? Yeah, mydol, mydol. Oh, mydol. But um, I don't know. I I don't. Oh I, my god, this conversation what I'm is saying, spiraling and out it's, control. I'm, it's honest. I'm, I'm not saying, saying. I'm saying I wouldn't call. A menstrual cycle a medical condition i would say it's a female condition yes it's a natural life Does cycle it need... condition it's not a life-threatening thing a fever no, is no, no, life-threatening no. okay let me say a common cold you get a common cold once a month the the plaque nose i would it's... say i'd rather have a, a menstrual cycle than a common cold yeah maybe some women would disagree with you son a cold this is a fucking worse man dude listen I know some girls that when that happens, it's like the end of their world until it's gone. Like, it's a horrible situation. I can't relate. I don't know. But some have severe pain. Some have severe mental issues. I mean, this is it's not an easy thing. Like, oh, it's just that. T- everything's normal, but this is happening. It's no, like, I, I know how. I, I'm, yeah. I've lived with two of them. I know okay. how it goes, but I'm just two saying. You don't talk about women like that. <laughs> I live with two, with two of those, two, two, two of those two things. dogs, two cats. I live with two of those things. <laughs> I would. Jeez, it is I'm just saying, hitting the wall quick, fellas. I would rather. Uh, I'd rather be a female. All right, I got you, Chris. You know, nothing against women or anything, but I'll just be a dwarf, a woman dwarf. No, you can't. That wasn't an what? option. What? Or then I'll re- re- I rescind that answer and I say to our questioner, "What would he rather be?" A woman or a dwarf? A dwarf, not a dwarf. A dwarf? Isn't dwarf the, the Tim Conway <laughs> character dwarf. from the Carol Burnett show? Listen, Chris. It might very well be. A male dwarf, dwarf 
or a woman? Which would you rather be? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's either one. Either one would do. Do the right. Would do. Do the right thing. Chris is smart. That's smart. <laughs> I refuse to answer as well. Joe, I'll be a woman. I can't believe you. I would be a woman. On behalf of Post America Podcast, myself and Chris would like to apologize for all the dwarf listeners <laughs> and to all the female listeners <laughs> because our co-host, Jotham, doesn't have compassion to your situation. He doesn't understand the severity of this situation. Oh, my God. I would rather be a woman. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to be a woman, isn't it? You have no idea. <laughs> I think it's tough. You don't know the struggles. You don't make it same an hour. Listen, I would like to run fast. All right? I know there's a lot of fast running women. Yeah, I don't think there's I, a lot of fast uh, to meet dwarfs, you know? Fast running fast. women. <laughs> On TV, I saw some. But uh, oh <laughs> fast running women. Fast running. <laughs> fast runners. I like that woman. She's fast running. <laughs> she delivers mail. Kira used to be really fast, man. Yeah, some little girls are very fast. You know what? I think, uh, I just think I said this before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, that we just raise females the wrong way. Not we, us people at the table, but in general, Americans raise females in a way that's detrimental to the female. And Same with males, but to a lesser degree. In what way? With a female, we... Uh, we teach less, unfortunately, accountability, responsibility. Um, we put them in situations where they don't feel comfortable being alone. Like a, a young boy, as I was, as you were both at this table. Maybe you had the same experiences. I'm trying to hang out with this one or that one. The other, Get out of here. Go outside and play. Get out. Just go. Where am I? I'm in the basement in the corner. You know, painting something on the wall. I'm running outside through the woods, walking down the street, kicking a rock, throwing a ball against alone. Now, and this is you know, this is not, this is they're doing this because they think it's a, you know it, it's a good thing. Now the little girl is next to the older people, the older family members, and she's like walking out the door. Where are you going? Get back here! You can't go out there. You can't go out there alone. Good. Where is she? She's in the basement. Get her up here. What's she doing in the basement all along? Get up here. Stay. And then now they develop this thing that's opposite of what the male child develops. So they grow up. They become a couple in most cases. I mean, I'm, there's other situations that we're aware of. Don't attack me. They become a couple, the male and the female. The male craves his alone time in this thing that we call the man cave. The affection for this he developed as a small child thanks to his upbringing. Now the female, what does she desire? The physical connection, the conversation, the closeness. She developed that during her upbringing. But they don't match up. Two different desires, so there has to be a compromise. So maybe we're raising the male the right way. Or the wrong way, or the female the right way, the wrong way. I don't know, but we are raising them differently. And by raising them differently, we have 57% divorce rate. We have widespread infidelity. That's an interesting theory. But allow mm. me to retort. Yeah, please. Um, I, you don't think there's anything biological in that? The women craving... The, the connection, the physical connection and constant, constantly could be. being. 
like I'm, I'm just thinking, let's just say, let's rewind time, you know, <laughs> decades. Uh, just rewind. Back to a simpler time with less rewind technology. Sound right a time that Petrid Farms remembers. A time when, when uh, people... Was that lemonade? <laughs> Pepperidge Farm. A time when people had to... every Like a working family, right? When they yeah. had a ton of kids and... Um, Husband, wife, everybody's working. You have kids to have people to work the farm. Yeah. Those type of times, right? All right. Or a different e- culture even. Let's just say a different culture. Yeah, pygmies. There you go, pygmies. So you would say that in a culture like that, women aren't still women That's that just crave being adored by, by a man? I don't know. You could be right, I but I didn't exist in those times. I'm not sure. I think that it reaches across... Just how you raise them. Um, I, all right, I I had a huge part in raising a girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I will say that the the goal from the beginning, mm-hmm. and and this is before I was even in the picture. Yeah, from the beginning, the goal, uh, Julie's goal raising Kira was to have her be independent. Yes. Okay. I have like her, that. Be independent where she doesn't rely on a man. She doesn't rely on anyone. She can get those things if she wants them. Mm. But the goal is you take care of yourself. You handle your own responsibilities and, and stand up on your own. And I like the sound of that. Now, I will say this, and this is not a diss on Kira, but just personality-wise, mm. It didn't turn out that way. Didn't turn out that Kira way. is her personality is the is the kind where she likes having that other person to yeah. to rely on to you know what I mean? She has a boyfriend now. They they are like it's those situations so where So you're saying it's a trait of the gender more so than the raising? Yes. And I and certain personality types might course, be have totally. the ability to break out of that that yeah. role. But I think it's more of a gender thing and a personality thing. And I know that mm. that's taboo to say these days, you know, putting genders in certain categories. Sexist. But I've, you know, I've witnessed it. So Yeah. And like you're saying, though, it's also an individual thing. So yeah. as her, her individual, this is what, for some reason, we don't even know, like, you know, why do we like what we like or do what we do. Sometimes we say, oh, that's like my brother or father or mother. That's why I'm similar. And some things are totally different, and that's just us, our individuality coming through. And now Anthony, yeah. on the other hand, is he's the way that you, you just described the typical American boy, exactly. right? Go get out of here. Go do a thing. And he'll entertain yeah. himself for hours. Yeah. He's Anthony's sitting over here. A lot of times when we record the podcast, Anthony is in the same room as us, just chilling, drawing, playing Legos. Yeah. He's not, he's just entertaining himself. And he could be in the house for hours in a room right next to me. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, I haven't heard from But Anthony. if there was a little go, girl look, in the go, room his age, then we have to hit her and say, stop bothering us. <laughs> don't do something. Oh, my God. Oh, don't go outside, though. No, no, stay here. Get out of here. Leave us alone. For, no, don't go in the basement. Stay right here so we could. But there was times. We're and creating I, and I, monsters. I told Kira, you know, through the years, like, go do this thing. You know, go play basketball by yourself. Go do this by yourself. Yeah. And would kind of force her to get out of her comfort zone. Go do this thing. Learn how to, to entertain yourself. Mm. But it's always kind of, it always comes back to 
the default mode, you know? So, Chris, as a highly educated doctor. Oh, boy. Are we saying anything that makes <laughs> any sense? Or is this just, you're you're the educated, college, I, I university has, educated I think guy. it has a lot to do people's personalities as individuals. More so than uh, raising or, or could, sexuality? I think well, those, those those factors all come into play. They're, they're so it's a little bit of everything. In some kind okay. of way, you know what I'm saying? But your personality will come out and you know there's, there's plenty of 12 13 year old guys who like they don't want to go out and play by themselves they can't keep themselves entertained they need but they could play video games by themselves if you can play video games you know but they can't like uh so if we content, fast forward if we know? fast forward to grown males and females this is a touchy subject it is it is grown male and female we are ready to say and point out how the man is the aggressor oh the man they could never be faithful because they're designed to breed. We some heard. people say that. Some people say that, yeah, right? Some. Well, you, some people that hate men would say that. Right, right. And then some men would say that as an excuse for their poor conduct and behavior. Well, I mean, that's... But just, what I'm saying is this. If those same people that point at the man and say, you're no damn good, you're designed genetically to pursue a female because if you weren't, you wouldn't have babies and our whole... Species. Species would die out. So you're genetically developed to be an aggressor and a bad thing. At the same time, is the female genetically produced to be submissive? You would know, they be willing to say that? I, I, I don't know. I bet they wouldn't. I bet you're right. I bet, <laughs> they, bet you're right. Well, there are some cultures where the So how the could, I'm just saying, how could the ones who hate the man... Say to the man, you are, are doing this because it's in your nature to do so. But at the same time, they can't, if that's the case, and in order to keep the species going, if the case is this, this higher power or whatever is in our genetics is developed to be the aggressor, then one is developed to be the submissive. True yeah. or false, Chris? Well, that's by that logic. But I think uh, biological deterministic kinds of models or paradigms have uh, been you know, falling away. Well, falling away is one way to s- describe it, or we're just better than that now. Yeah. Where we and by can, the way, I don't believe this stuff. I'm just at, saying. I'm just saying. There's a hole in the 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 way that those people point at the man and say there's a little hole in. You know their what theory. it is? Yeah. The logic it doesn't carry. Yeah. It doesn't it's carry a lot weight more com- The problem is it's a lot more complex. It is. A, it is a culmination of all those factors interacting on one another. Your personality. Your upbringing, your environment, your genes, your epigenetics, it's all these things are coming into play. And it's just, it's very, way more complex. And it's hard to reduce it to any one single element. I think people struggle with that, you know? It's a a very complex kind of thing that makes a person, you know? It's just. Well, here's the thing in the animal kingdom, those are laws of, of dominance and submission that runs the show. Those are the two major factors. If you look at lions, the way they breed with each other. If you look at uh, chimpanzees, bonobos, gorillas, the way they, the way they run their shit is fear, dominance. You know what I mean? Getting back, making people, making the other animals bow to your will. We are better than that. We have outgrown that. But is it better we have, though? Like, is it yes? It's is better. it better to not be natural? Uh, well, that's what separates us from animals. <laughs> that's I what separates does, us right? from these these wild animals. But that's what that's what time. allows us the the 
the time, okay? You you get rid of the the fear of constantly being beaten down and and uh dominated, raped, whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. The way it happens in the animal kingdom. If you get rid of that, now you can concentrate on building societies. You can concentrate on learning math, science, uh biology you can you can study the world you live in you can have an imagination and dream outside of your little your your sphere of of existence because you you're you're getting rid of this major weight off your shoulders that oh shit i'm a silverback and the big silverback sees me as a threat and now he's going to attack me and this is every day all day where i live mm-hmm. every day i'm in fear of being attacked by the dominant silverback and i have to fight for if i'm not him i'm nobody now so, do you think life in the turtle society is that bad turtle society eh, i don't know i don't really we know probably much don't really turtles. mess with I have to ask too much, our friend right? kyle from lifeless if you're a turtle what do you got to worry about just going you're like oh the big turtle's coming that's going my going shell. To shell yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> listen Swim you could around, be right but but do you know what i'm saying though about like once you get rid of that weight off your shoulders, yeah, you're that, saying now you have the ability to become human. You have the ability to allow uh, millenniums uh, to develop your brain into this master computer that we have. So then, the craziest times in humankind was probably when both ways of thinking existed simultaneously. Yeah, when there was still thought and science. But the thought in science, it even applies now, was mainly used to dominate. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's been the history of uh, human And that's still going on. It probably still exists, yeah. So the silverback has to worry about the one silverback coming at him, but the nation of 8 billion has to worry about the nation of well, 10 billion or, or coming is, is at them. Or is it the same posturing and domination, but is it taking on a different face? So now you do it with nuclear missiles. Trident submarines and aircraft exactly. carriers, rather than personal one-on-one. Where's Nuclear missiles, the gentle silverback. You know, so has it has those same forms of domination just taken on? Have uh, they you know metamorphosized into something else now hmm. for the modern age? Are they still there? You know, below the surface for all our technological trappings. I don't think they're far off for sure. Now check this you out. You see it. You see it in. I mean, shit. There's neighborhoods that are very, you know, there, there's places I mean, there's, you could live in in the United States that are very, um, they they still have that type of, uh, you know, the the dominant silverback yeah. wins, you know. I just saw a thing about uh, voting in this one African nation to deter people from voting. They would just chop their hands off. Huh. So I mean, it it exists now. Luckily, we live in this, uh, you know, pampered society. But you just talked about nuclear. Bombs, in our time, well, in mankind, we ha- we dropped an atomic bomb too, right? Yes. That's not the same as a nuclear bomb, though. You think that in our lifetime, there'll ever be a use, a time a tactical when- nuclear weapon? Wait a yes. minute, an atomic bomb and a nuclear bomb aren't the same thing? No, they're different. Well, I think we dropped the hydrogen bomb. Yeah, right? hydrogen bomb. We which dropped we the hydrogen bomb, which is a little bit different. A nuclear bomb is different. Or the atomic bomb was a hydrogen bomb. But oh, uh, I mean, shit. it's it's. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, do you like? So nuclear is more powerful, obviously. I would more just... powerful and can be like we could launch one and it could go to Russia. Like the atomic bomb was they just dropped, dropped from, it from a, plane a plane over top of a city, you know. 
Wow. So do you think in our lifetime we'll ever witness any nations, including our own, be involved in global thermal nuclear war? You might see it on a tactical level. What's that mean? That a a small-scale, you know, uh, once they could bring on a truck, you know, one small missile with a a certain amount of... uh, you know, a certain small payload that could hit and devastate, you know, 20 square blocks and this annihilate it yeah. or annihilate a small city or, you know, a portion of a larger city. I mean, you you just, you know, cause an environmental disaster, but I, I could see that happening. Right, check that. I, even Donald Trump just suggested, you know, we have all these nuclear weapons. Why don't we use them? Why don't we use them in a tactical, tactical strike on Fair ISIS? Fair question. Check this out. Check this out. That's a genie you don't Let's want say the this, this hypothetical situation comes. Barack Hussein Obama gets on television and says, Hey, folks. Hello, American folks. And he says that Russia wants a war with us. But we have an option. Russia says we're allowed to push two nukes apiece on each other. Or we could have an eight-year ground war with Russia. Which do you prefer? American people vote tomorrow at your local uh, voting booths in your counties, and we'll see what we're going to do. Russia will do the same. So either way, there's going to be a lot of American deaths. But with one way, it's going to be all soldiers, and with another way, it's going to be mostly civilians. You don't know. You don't know where. Russia is going to launch two. America is going to launch two. Or it's a ground war. They're sending... They're sending troops to America. We're sending troops to Russia. We're going to take nukes off the table so that's not a threat. So they feel free to do so. But it's almost like they think this is a a gentleman's war. Let's decide the terms ahead of time. Keep the nukes out of it totally or just launch two apiece. What do you want to do, guys? I prefer a ground uh, conventional war to that any day. Eight years? It's just better than... It's just the the devastation will last for... Hundreds of years that you get for two, two, thousands, thousands, thousands. thousands. But two, only two nukes. It's enough. What's the half life? What's isn't that how they judge it? Half life of like yeah, I don't know how many. The radio, radioactivity, how it breaks down. Listen, we had nuclear facilities melt down right in Pennsylvania, Three Mile Island. You have uh, the thing in uh, Japan. Didn't like you know. It's horrible, but it melted down. It didn't explode. Yeah, it wasn't. But it wasn't a mushroom cloud that resulted from it. Years. Chris, eight years of potentially seeing Russian troops marching down your street, knocking at your door, kicking your door open, grabbing your mother, taking her away. This is what you want? Hold on a second now. Let's think. Let's think about this. What does ground troops... Let's think about. Okay. Is it, is it, would it be easier for us to invade Russia or for Russia to invade us? It's going to be simultaneous. It's going to be mutual going to be to these two that, that's a nations at war for both countries but I, I think we would fare better than russia at yeah. a ground war you think so yeah i, I don't do. know man oh. i do i think i think we'd fare better than russia who, in a technical who, technological right, what's war between us and russia canada uh well if you go that way no right? you, you still got the uh the strait there after alaska you got a little patch of water that's if you go that way but that's a real desolate side of russia so the closest, the more populated side of Russia is over Europe to go that way. The True more populated. Sure, I think so. But what would be the smarter way to... I mean, we probably have more troops over there anyway. 
to, to invade from Europe if we were to do this. They're going to come. We they're going to come. No, we have more. Nukes are we off are, the table. So they're going to send boatloads of dudes. They're going to storm. They're going to they're gonna hit the beaches of Long Island, of New York, of North Carolina. Mm. It's going to start, man. It's going to start. They're going to be paratroopers in the backyard of the Poconos. Oh, man. I, Eight years. I would say uh, I think we do better with ground troops. I'm not even talking win or lose scenario. Which one we would win or lose? I'm just saying. That's I, the way I'm looking at it. Listen, Which one are we going to? Both are going to be horrible. Okay. This the, is the, the one is guaranteed to demolish cities. Okay. Listen, they're going to yeah, blow. Yeah. Oh, they're going to go for New York and they're going to go for DC or LA yeah. or something. Right. You're going to kill. Devastating. Let's, yeah, it's just, it's just what else would they hit? Like what else could they. What else, what is, what's going to. What's going to topple it, the United it's, States. It's, it's a, a communicated war. So we know two nukes are coming. They know two nukes are coming. So they might be like, they're going to obviously evacuate their big city. Let's go here. Let's go. We don't know. They could hit New York. They could hit L.A. But one is over the next day. One of the wars is over the next day. And that's not, though. I don't think it is. It is. How is it over? Radiation. Because there's two hits, two nuclear hits. So who wins? We don't know. Like, that doesn't who make any have, sense. Basically, whoever could clean but up a, but their thing end, the though, quickest man. and restart society and get back on the feet is the winner after that. I can't see it ending. How could it possibly end there? Like, I know this, that's the scenario you're the saying. It's gentleman's but, war. It's the gentleman's agreement. But a gentleman's war still has a winner and a loser. It's yeah, not but, just like, all right, you punch me twice, I'm going to punch you twice, and then we'll shake basically hands. Basically like this. It. Okay, two are, nukes are launched. Four. There you go. Two each. Boom, devastation. Now both countries don't hear from each other for a while. They're in recovery mode. It's a race to recovery. One may never recover. Could be us. They never recover. They come here. We don't have any fight left. It's yours. We rebuild the four months. We send dudes over. It's ours. You guys couldn't recover. This is the agreement. And that's that. One is literally over the next day. Eight years of hiding your children in basements, of scrounging for food. Listen, <laughs> war is terrible. You're going to be doing that anyway. If they war hit is York, a horrible thing, but how can you possibly think that it's over the next day? If we, if United States gets hit with two nukes, how could the war? Because how you win be or over? lose. You win or lose. You you go into recovery mode. Both countries, the one that can't recover loses. The one that can't recover loses. Like yeah. what? They just blew up two cities or two spots. They're still populated with people. Yeah. They're still, everyone's there. So what yeah, happens then? They just become United States because they didn't rebuild the city quick enough? Like, Well, basically, let's say we hit them hard, harder than us. We recover. We're back on the map. We're back on the grid. Everything's going. Blah, 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 blah. And they're not. You blow they us. Then they have to stop trying? Like, If, if we get over there. Before so it's they still get a ground war then. No, it's no still ground like war. You're still no ground invading. War. No ground war. But nobody leaves. The nukes are launched. Nukes are launched. Then, we'll, they, then they, they say, okay, after the nukes are launched, then you're, you're free to, as soon as you recover to come and get whatever's for the taking. Ah, that's... So, you're, you're inventing a war that could never... No one would ever t- accept those terms. <laughs> Why not? No one would ever uphold those terms. The Russian people are going to be like, cool with that just because the oh. leader said... They'll probably be cool because they probably would rather have us go over there because we give everything back anyway. But listen, 
That's what it is. You we would. I know we would not be cool with that if if Obama agreed to a thing with with Putin and said like, all right, it's going to be like this, and then Listen, we don't recover could you just as stick fast. To the scenario, and Obama, pick one. Could I you can't just stick because to the, the scenario. I, p- I already picked one. Ground war. Ground war for eight years. Ground war for wow. eight years. Wow, that's sick. And you'd rather have ground war for eight years. Yeah. I'd like to get it out of the way and see what happens tomorrow. Sorry, boys. You're on your own. I think it would be, uh, you know, either way, it's, it's devastating. Yes, of course. But, that's uh, why it's a hard scenario. I'm not going to say, what would you rather have, a cotton one, candy or a nuclear war? Like, you know. I think, um, well, the... You know, this is a hard thing to say, but the the benefits of war, the the type of things that the economy booming, that that type of thing that happens in during a war, mm-hmm. or especially immediately after a war, um, you know, you can see those trends that always happen, right, Chris? Like uh, certain parts of economy. Pick yeah, up. but we yeah. saw those in America because there weren't other troops in America. We weren't fighting them off. So that's why we saw economies boom in America because our troops were somewhere else and we were supplying them. But if half of our products were seized by the enemy on our own soil, it wouldn't be much of a boom. Well, the the one good thing is that if they were to blow up our industry, they'd have to blow up a whole bunch of shit in like China and uh, other countries. Well, yeah, then with our soccer balls and basketballs, like (laughs) not our good stuff, but yeah, all our crap cheap stuff at Walmart would could be gone. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Kobayashi Maru, baby. It's Kobayashi Maru. Everywhere you go. I don't know, man. I mean, it's. I think the threat of a nuclear war is getting higher every day. Yeah, I think so, too. Things are getting more tense for some reason. I, I don't know why, but people are thinking that, like, it's so horrible out there. They're ready. A lot of people would love to see a guy like Trump be president. And they would love to see him make a move. They just, love to go to war. Yeah, start pushing because they don't. They never experienced it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I was a Navy SEAL. Okay, I was over there. I was cutting heads off. <laughs> All right, I oh, know boy. how it is. You don't want that kid. You don't want it. The, uh, the yeah, the, the the thing about people with, I, I think there war is so like romanticized in movies. My favorite movie, Saving Private Ryan. Great movie. But you see it from the aspect of like you work work even closer to that generation than a lot of people, and we know we have a lot of friends that went to the Middle East and came back fucked up, mm. and people from Desert Storm that came back fucked up. Yeah, we all know people who came back from Vietnam fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know two guys from from my childhood who who were in uh, the Korean War that came back fucked up. Mm-hmm. My Great grandfather was in World War Two. He came back fucked up. Um, there's, we, you know, we we like see the effects of that, and maybe it's starting to get wa- too watered down as time goes on, and people are thinking of it as like a cool thing or a good thing to go to war, and you know, it builds character and makes you tough and blah 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 stuff like that. And they don't see, you don't think of people from black and white pictures having post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. disorder. You don't think of it like that, but they are humans. They absolutely had the same effects as people have today and the same mental um, blocks, the same, the same hang-ups. Yeah. No, I had my mother's uncle, Korean uh, war veteran, war hero, all types of decorated. 
He was home for a while, always messed up, can never hold a job down, this and that. One day he goes in front of his house, sits on a curb, blows his brains out. Yeah. Just like that. This stuff is uh, it's a heavy uh, it's a heavy thing, man. I don't want nothing to do with war. I'd like to avoid it at all costs. Unfortunately, our choices for president are a, a guy who doesn't understand any kind of hardship in life. So everything is a game to him. And then the other one is a warmonger. Those are our two choices. Sick, man. One of them Sick. loves sending people to war, and one of them <laughs> thinks he could beat everybody because that's just the American way. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, we're in trouble. Yo, I wonder if there's a way to get stats of suicides from, like, Civil War times. Hmm, I don't think there is. I don't think they recorded it in the same way. No. But there is... Uh, like anecdotal evidence of dudes coming back, just you know having the that was one of the most brutal about. wars we ever had. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Those, and people thought it was a big joke when it started. Yeah, f- picnicking on the hillside watching yeah. it. Yeah, it's brutal, man. People. Yeah, it's sick, dude. It, it, it's I've never seen anything like it. I don't want to, I, but I've never seen anything that brutal. Like, what's the most horrible thing you've ever seen? I know what yours is, I think. Like the most horrible thing you've ever seen with your own two eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, uh, you saw to some this pretty day, brutal stuff. It haunts me. I walked into the bathroom. The door wasn't locked. Chris is taking a shit in there. And it, to this day, to this day. <laughs> Terrible. I have flashbacks. Flashbacks. Yeah, I was a witness to the terrorist attack of 9-11, Chris. A witness. I know. I know. The most devastating attack on American soil. Yeah. Foreign, foreign attack on American soil. I see people you know, jumping out of windows on fire. I see people jumping out of windows holding hands with other people. And I was wondering, why, why are they jumping? Like the guy on fire, you know. But why are these people jumping out of these fucking windows? But, you know, it's probably like 200 degrees. I have no idea. But it's certain things, it didn't look like it was in flames. But people, you know, smoke like, but that's, they're, they're so desperate. They know they're going to die. They just jump, you know. Just hoping. It's brutal. Man. Anything. Brutal. Just, it's better than what's behind them. Yeah. So just jump out into the Then air. you're walking towards a building, which you know is holding, you know, thousands of people. And it crumbles to dust in front of you. Like, people disintegrated, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you just know that everybody's just running inside of that building to help other people. It's all over for him. So, yeah, I saw that. I was there. That's the craziest thing that I saw. And That's Imagine having situations like that or similar to that constantly for a few years. Or, like, you know, we saw this poor kid recently from Syria who they pulled out of, like, his bombed house. Like, imagine it's like you're kind of still trying to have a normal life, you and your family, kids. Like, hey, we got a couple of hot dogs. We're going to cook up something. You know, come on, let's play a board game. No electricity. And then you hear something. You know, it's like, it's all over. you want to live like that? But that's what you guys want with this eight-year ground war. Sick. Give me the nuke war every time, son. Let me figure yeah, it out afterwards. I don't know, man. I've never seen anything that horrible. I've seen some horrible things, but not like that level, you know? And yeah. I think most people haven't seen anything on that scale well so, yeah most americans you know but so, a lot of young americans have seen when they did tours of duty overseas a lot of our friends like they've seen that stuff yeah but uh a lot of these people that are so ready to just like 
go to war over an insult or just, you know, they're ready to shoot this guy because he was on their driveway and they're going to, if I saw that person do that, I'd shoot him. You know, like, we got a lot of crazy fucking people out there, man. Yeah. Like, ready to kill over, like, somebody just, like, like, you know, oh, he burned the American flag. If he did that for me, I'd shoot him. Like, really? You would shoot a guy for burning a piece of fabric that you are fond of? Are you a member of ISIS by any chance? Like, that's, that's just the same mentality. You sickos. I think a lot of people fantasize about killing people. Yeah. Regardless of having a cause for it. They, they put a cause to it. Okay. Yeah. They say, yeah. no, Bernie, I'm a Bernie patriot. Flag, kill I'm a patriot. Yeah. But I think the, the bottom line is that there's a lot of people that fantasize about killing people. Yeah, and, I think uh, so. It's nice to have, it's nice to feel like you're a good guy yeah. and still want to kill people. So yeah. or how do you do that? Yeah. You you put it behind a religious cause, yeah. put it behind a patriot cause. Yeah, the guy who wants to kill someone for burning a flag, he feels he's you know doing the right thing. And the Islamic terrorist wants to kill someone for burning a Koran, he feels justified just like you, you crazy patriot. But you're both sick in your head. Yeah, <laughs> you these are objects. Yeah, and if you look at them, if you look at them like. Like an advanced human that you can be, then you realize they're just objects. You're dancing on a flag. I, I, I'm not interested in doing that because I don't want to insult anyone or hurt anybody's feeling. That's ridiculous. But this guy does. What an idiot. It's as far as it would go with me. I'm not going to kill somebody over that. Or you burned a Bible? You ripped the Bible up? I'm going to kill you. Are you crazy? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not you go buy another Bible. You can go buy another flag. Yeah, just you not, could, don't even don't even grow fond of these <laughs> things that aren't even alive. It's just a thing. Yeah. It's just a thing. They're human beings you could be building relationships with, not pieces of fabric or, or wood. Paper. Um not to get off of the subject too much, but i I put a thing up. Actually, it's for the last like year, ever since Donald Trump became a serious uh contender. And I, anytime I put up a thing, a uh, video, I repost somebody's video or whatever, or put up a meme or something about Donald Trump, I get f- tons of comments and private messages. Be like, yo, but Hillary, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. So That's people, when you say something about Donald Trump, people automatically assume mm-hmm. that you're obviously a Hillary Clinton supporter. Yeah. If I'm against Trump, I'm pro Hillary. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I'm just saying I put stuff up about Hillary all the time too. I put, you know, whatever, it's caught red ha- uh, handed lying about this or is that the, the term right? Let me say why not to cut you off, but why I think Trump could win. When you put your Trump stuff up, people are ready to attack Hillary and remind you that she's no good. Now if you put Hillary stuff up, is anybody defending Hillary? Not really. They'll say, well, it's better than, you know, yeah. better than the alternative. They say stuff like that, but yeah, not but those with- kind of people might not even vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. These people that like I actually see meet and encounter Trump fans and fanatics that are going to vote for him. And I don't meet those Hillary. Yeah, supporters. Trump supporters are proactive. Yeah. Hillary supporters are just like chilling. Like, maybe hey, I'll go. Cool. We got this. But like she Trump supporters. Yeah, they're proactive. Yeah. I told you when I went to vote. In the uh, what's the primary or yeah primaries, um, the 
there was Trump people all over the like when you when you before you walk into yeah. the voting booth, they could still like get their last pitch in and they try to change your mind. It was all Trump people. Yeah, it was all Trump. Yo, he could win. Yo, he just gave a speech the other day that was good. Yeah, you know I tell if somebody's good like does something good, if I hate him or not, I'll I'll say it. Conor McGregor won the other day. I can't stand that guy. I, I'm a Nate Diaz fan, but Conor beat his ass. He fought really good. But Trump gave a speech that was a good speech, like a normal person speech, but with a little more pizzazz. You know, I have to Google that one. I didn't. Yeah, hear it was it. good. It was just like talking about facts, talking about this, some Hillary. This is nothing crazy. He even said sometimes people don't always say things correctly. Oh, that was his apology speech. Sometimes yeah, yeah. people say the wrong things. I do that, and I regret it. it I, was that his apology for saying the Second Amendment? thing about like i'm not maybe. sure exactly why but it basically covers all his craziness yeah but it also makes the people that are so upset that people have become so politically correct that that you can't even be yourself anymore like oh my god you can't it makes those people feel like he's right see like sometimes you just say something that's wrong like what's the big deal yeah like he's being relatable and he it was a good speech he didn't go too crazy yo when i go on twitter Number Chris, Chris two? wants to begging to tell us that oh, fine, Jesus Chris. Christ. When I go on Twitter, the second post on my Twitter feed every time. I'll do it right now. I'll show you right now. I go on Twitter, the second one down, Donald Trump ad. Hmm. And it's the way and it's not even set up like an ad. Let's see here. It's set up to look like just somebody saying something cool. It's set about up it. to look like I'm friends with Donald Trump and he just sent me a thing. Yeah. I do that on Instagram. It's always five guys ads that comes up. Donald J. Trump, as president, I will fix this rigged system and only answer to you, the American people. Wow. I'm with hey, you. Yo. Boom. <laughs> That's crazy. But it's like, Donald, I never added Donald Trump. Like, he's not my friend on Twitter. Yeah. But it's promoted. Like, he's paying how much? Yeah. Millions and millions of dollars to I be on know. probably. I he doesn't pay much, but somebody so somebody's might, paying yeah. something because he's, it's number two. Every time I go on, he's right there. Boom. Yeah. Before like, I go, almost Chris, want to respond and be like, hey, what's I up? I mentioned man? the Conor McGregor-Nate Diaz fight. It just happened last night. An incredible fight. Nate Diaz came out looking like, honestly, I hate to say it, looking like an amateur in the first two rounds. I think something was wrong with him. Yeah. He was like a, just a target, a sitting duck for Conor McGregor. He was picking him apart. He kind of like, he, he got dropped three times. And I think either he definitely got dropped or he was trying to lure Connor to the ground, but it didn't work. Connor wasn't going on the ground with him. And Connor got winded in the third, fourth, fifth round. He was pretty winded, but he was just landing punches at will. It was it was upsetting, man, because I don't like Connor, but he he was real smart, fought a really smart fight, and he won. But seeing it, I thought the fight was going to be over in three minutes, two, two or three minutes. Connor, or, uh, Nate Diaz is tough, dude. Nate Diaz tough is bastard. so frigging tough. He took such a beating. Most people would be dead four times over. Like, that's the beating he took. And he just keeps walking at you and laughing at you and cursing you, like, as you're, as his face is hanging off. He's wiping blood from his eyes and giving you the finger. But it just, he had no fight plan, no game plan. He's just out there to brawl. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to be this jujitsu expert. He didn't even attempt, like, he didn't even attempt his art. Yeah. Like, Conor was like, I'm good with my hands. I'm using my hands. Like, he, he, he puts all his weight on his front leg. I'm kicking the shit out. He's a plan. Now, do so, you think it's it'll be in his favor to... There's going to be a third fight. I don't know do if you think, Diaz could fight again. Like, he he's taking such beatings, man. He's older now. He, you know, he's like 30 fights. 
Like maybe. I don't know. I think there's gonna be a number three. Can barely talk almost. You know? And I think maybe I don't think I'm not saying he like, you know, took a dive or nothing like that, but I think the focus is 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 uh McGregor Diaz three. Of course that's I what think they that's wanted. The focus. So people are like, it was rigged, they wanted this. Yeah, but Nate Diaz didn't want to take a, the beating of his life. If he's gonna lose, he'd fake the knockout. He'd tap out, he'd fake a tap out. Like he's not gonna go five rounds. Straight, nothing left, gagging on his own blood, getting dropped, face hanging apart to take a dive. That's not how people take a dive. Like, do your homework. So I don't think it was rigged at all. I think no, I don't just, think it was rigged. Yeah. I'm just no, saying. People I, are saying that he though. might be. He might be more focused on the next thing. Is what I'm saying. I don't think he wanted. I don't think he he wanted to kick his ass. He, he, I guarantee he wanted to kick the guy's ass. He didn't want a third fight because he, from the looks of it, I don't think he'll win a third fight. Yeah. I mean, one guy was focused and had a plan but didn't have the wind, and the other guy was just like, it was almost the first two rounds, like an amateur versus a pro. I hate to say it, but that's what I saw. But, like, the amateur was like Rocky Balboa versus Apollo Creed. Wow. You know what I mean? But he just didn't have that kind of time to eventually win. But that's yeah. basically how it was for him. I'm going to try watching it later on tonight. The whole thing's so, on the but, internet. Yeah, yeah. You can watch it. But. Crazy. But hey, this is probably the most boring podcast we ever did. But uh, yeah, it had listen, some, it had some gems, man. It had some gems. Got to teach the people. Um, Let us know what you think about the two missile nuclear war or the eight year ground war, and send us your own Kobayashi Maru's, and we can review them. Um, send your your uh, questions, comments, complaints to Post Americans on Twitter at Post Americans. You can uh, comment on Instagram at Post America Podcast and send emails to Post America Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your support, and we will see you next Peace. time. Peace. We out of here. America Podcast. The-